0: Hello, welcome back to another podcast episode. What, what episode is this? 31. 32. And it is mm. the last one of the year, 2021. We love you. This is the and Grimley episode, episode 32, the last one of the year. Super excited. Um, and yeah, he was a nice dude, wasn't he? Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, really interesting. He's like the guy who does loads of amazing double exposures.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Not. Uh, you know, we not definitely only. know, him. yeah. Not only, I mean, he's a he's a great photographer, but yeah, we definitely he definitely caught our eye through his kind of double exposures on film. I mean, they're incredible, aren't they? Will we talk yeah, about them?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we not... yeah, right at the end of the episode. We yeah. remember we haven't actually talked about them, so we talk <laughs> about everything else, and then we're like, oh yeah, shit, your uh, work as a photographer. We should probably talk about that. But, yeah. yeah. But yeah, if you haven't if
0: you haven't seen his work, go check it out. You'll only get inspired or jealous over it. But yeah, it's really good. Um, but yeah, we won't talk too much. We'll let you listen about listen to the episodes. Uh, in other news, last episode of the year for the podcast, but we have got some others pre-record pre-recorded, um, so we're excited for those to come out next year, along with the actual front website itself. Stay tuned for details on that, but it is coming early next year, and. Beanies, mm. beanies, super excited to announce these. Um, yeah, they're awesome. We love them. Really good quality, thick, look good.
1: Yeah, really. You want to
0: Oh yeah, we've got. Yes, yeah, so we've I'll got it in them. mint. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. Mint, pink, black, or grey. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely a hard choice choosing. Unfortunately, we're not in a position where we can have one of every colour ourselves. We want to give them to you guys. Mm. Um, but yeah, thank you to every. Well, by the time this goes out, we've just launched them yesterday. So thank yeah. you so much to everyone who has ordered one. Um, honestly, we were blown away with just how many messages we got in a short amount of time. I think we're actually lim- already limited on a few of the colours. Uh, I think we've only got a few left of a few colors um so yeah thank you so
1: much but yeah yeah i'll put a link in you can message us on instagram or i don't know comment here if you want to buy one and we'll let you know where to send us some cash
0: yeah send us some money um no but in in, seriously thank you so much everyone who's reached out and bought one already um yeah super honoured mm. on that um but yeah they look cool
1: they're really good right so this is the last episode of the year where we're speaking to somebody else but we want to do a little like roundup of the year in the next week if we can get that done before uh, new year's day so uh, we might put out one more um if we get round to it basically and it'll just be a general update of what we've kind of done in the last year and what we're
0: hoping to achieve next year well what we will achieve the, the website is definitely going to launch front will will be launching yeah. um, but we'll discuss about some of our struggles along the way i guess and uh, yeah fill you guys in with the, the details of what we've been doing and we yeah. want to we want to be open and transparent with you guys especially as you've been supporting us yeah you know we haven't even launched a website yet and you guys are already supporting us which is amazing so uh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll take you along the journey so to speak yeah. Um, But yeah do you want enjoy to enjoy the Hello. Right. Hello, mate.
1: Right, this is it then. Do it. Can, can, can Rudy say
0: drum roll, please? Say drum roll, please. Man. Drum roll, please. <laughs> That's oh. cool, isn't it?
2: I'm consenting to be recorded, yes, thank you, mate. I
0: appreciate <laughs> that, right? So, if you can state your name, age, now joking. Yeah. So, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Ewan. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so yeah, we've been excited, we've been excited to talk to you. Yeah. There's a lot of things we want to ask you, there's a lot of people that the fans want to know. <laughs> um, it's, obviously, it's going to be super chilled out, don't worry about that too much. But we always start off the podcast exactly the same, and we just want to know how you got into photography it doesn't matter if yeah. you your phone camera anything like that we just want to know how you got into photography was it at college school or something you just picked up you tell us
2: yeah well first of all also thanks for for having me on and I'm very excited to be here as well I listen to the podcast so it's uh you yeah, know it's great to be on it <clears throat> um in terms of getting into photography um it's a really yeah kind of not not particularly engaging story like it's quite a new thing to be honest well I think it's new like I was thinking about it recently obviously when you guys asked me to do this and that that was one of the things I thought of because I knew you would ask it like how did I get into photography and in my head I was like oh yeah it's been like a few years um and it's not it's actually been like five years or something it feels like hardly any time at all but um since I started like taking film photos like 35 mil photos and sending them to a lab to get developed it was when I first moved to Copenhagen which was yeah like five years ago now and um it was all just actually um using like disposable cameras that was really how like my whole like kind of like entry into photography Uh, obviously film photography because that's like the only photography I do but photography in general like the whole thing just came through using those disposable cameras and it was when I was moving from I'm I'm in London now but I used to live in I'm from Edinburgh so when I was moving from Edinburgh to Copenhagen um, I kind of just yeah like wanted to start taking pictures I think it was I wanted to start taking pictures of my friends who were in who I was leaving behind in Edinburgh so like I had yeah. some memories yeah. and also then wanted to kind of like document my time in Copenhagen a bit as well and at the time I had like a really shitty um sorry is that right if I swear was yeah, right? I had a really rubbish um iPhone at the time um and it was like it was yeah you know when just like an iPhone gets iPhone gets really old and it's like it, it, everything on it took ages like I couldn't open up the camera because it would take like you know thirty seconds to even open the camera up and then you mm. know when you take a picture and it's like you know it's kind of like that with all phones you know like the flash comes up and then it slows down and then it then it takes the picture so like the whole process of taking the camera out the phone out and taking a picture on it took so long so I never ever really took pictures on my on my phone at all so. Yeah. I've actually never been like a kind of a, a photography person at all in any way. So e- even on my phone, you know, everyone has a camera in their pocket, but I never, never used it at all. I never really yeah, enjoyed photography or had any interest in it. But then, you know, when, you, when you're when you looking back at, at your like camera role, it's always great to find photos on there. You look back, you know, like four years ago or whatever, and it's lovely to see pictures. So I think when I was moving to Copenhagen, I was like, oh, I will actually want pictures of my edinburgh friends and i want pictures of my time in copenhagen
0: yeah so did you I, know that you were going to come back from copenhagen at the time like, no, was it, short no.
2: it was it was like a it was it was a planned potentially long-term thing like i was moving for yeah. my master's which is just a, it was a two years master's but i was planning on or not like planning on staying but i moved with the intention of potentially staying there for good and that was what was going to happen actually i ended up moving to london um to stay with my girlfriend but that was that was kind of just by chance as well like that was the best place for us to be but um yeah I can't remember why but at some point I ended up with like a disposable camera in my pocket or like at some party or something and it's so easy just to like wind what I would what I would do is I would wind a disposable camera up and have it in my back pocket with the flash on and then whenever something like nice was happening i could just whap out and take a picture of it really fast and it was just like an instant picture and that was so much more useful than like the phone so i I started doing that just before i moved to copenhagen and then for the first few months of being in copenhagen using these disposable cameras like now i feel bad about it because it's so bad to like burn through so many disposable cameras because it's such bad waste but at the time i wasn't thinking about that um and yeah, I think I went through like eight disposable cameras um, getting them all developed. And that was like my first introduction ever into like, yeah, like photography and obviously film photography. And it was satisfying having the negatives and stuff, getting yeah. the scans back. Like it's obviously like they, there's something nice about film photos, especially that kind of like, you know, flashed out in a dark space kind of. So it's on a night out and you're using yeah. the flash and it's just such a kind of distinct look. And I like that, I guess. So when yeah. we were out and about just yeah, yeah using that. um. Disposable camera, then you bring it to Copenhagen, and then I actually um, I asked my dad, um, my dad has a bunch of he's an architect, so he has a bunch of cameras, and um, I asked him like, yeah, like do you have any cameras I can have? And he gave me this digital camera. I think it was, I don't, I actually don't even know. I think it was like a Canon. Like I, I know I, i've not, I know nothing about digital cameras he gave me a digital camera and I tried using it for like a month or something didn't really like it because I knew nothing about photography so all the settings and screens and menus like meant nothing to me i didn't really know what was going on with it yeah. um And then since I've been using the disposable ones, I was like, do you have any like film cameras? And he was like, yeah, I do actually. He had an old Nikon FE, which he hadn't used in like, I don't know, a good 15 years or something. Um, And he was like, yeah, see if this works. It was in perfect condition when he gave it to me. It's no longer in perfect condition. I really messed it up. (laughs) Um, But it was in perfect condition when he gave it to me. He was like, it should work. Just check if like, you know, the light seals might need replacing, like the shutter might be a bit sticky or something like the mirror. but yeah, like, and I took it to a shop, a camera shop in Copenhagen, and was like, "Yeah, like, can you check if this works?" He put a battery in it, um, kind of like manually checked the the shutter speeds, and he was like, it, "It seems like it works." Um, he actually just gave me a roll of film. They held like photography glasses there, so they had this big bucket of like just cheap Fuji film, and he was like, "Yeah, here, take one of these, shoot it, bring it back, and we'll see if it works."
0: See if it works, yeah. Oh. And
2: then, yeah, so I, I took it away and shot it, and 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 from then. I got some really nice photos or what I thought at the time were really nice photos on that roll, And I was like, yes, this is, this is, this is like the kind of camera experience I've been looking for because yeah. it's all, it's all just like right in front of you as well, which is so nice with a, like a film camera compared to a digital camera. Like I didn't know what all these menus meant and what all the settings and the digital camera meant. But yeah. then with the film camera, it's like with the Nikon FE, it's like shutter speed, aperture, like, ISO and like that's it like you just have it all right there and it makes a lot of sense although saying that actually when I first used that Nikon FE because I'd just been I'd obviously just tried out that Canon the digital one that my dad gave me and so I thought like ISO was like you just I didn't know what it was but I was like you increase the ISO to make the picture brighter so Uh, I put this roll of film in had no idea what ISO meant I was going around and when I was in dark places using this camera I was putting the ISO setting on my Film no. camera way up, like this will make the image brighter. Where it, obviously, kind of does the opposite. It yeah. gives it a shorter shutter speed, but um so I was using it totally wrong. But weirdly, from that, yeah, that first roll got some like some like yeah, some really nice photos. Some that I look back on, like those three photos from that roll. I'm like, they're actually really nice photos. And then
1: yeah, that right. was my yeah, yeah that was it. The Shoot, there's yeah. so many uh, things on there. I had the same thing. Like when I first, my first camera was an SLR. And it had three settings on it. Yeah, and It did have uh, an aperture priority setting. Yeah. I didn't understand how it worked, so I just put it on manual. Because yeah, I, yeah. I understand when I move that, the light yeah. goes like that. It just makes sense to use it on manual and yeah, yeah. No, nothing else to muck around with. It's like, well, Yeah, yeah and, and, I, and I bought a digital SLR a few m- maybe months after buying that camera, thinking oh it'll be easier to learn on because i can get instant feedback on what i've shot yeah but it it didn't i I never enjoyed it as much yeah
2: i think like there's also something about like i think you guys have mentioned on the podcast before um i can't remember which episode it was but it was like you don't really need to learn it with a digital camera like you've kind of find a setting that works you shoot you get good pictures and it's like sweet I don't really need to think about what these settings actually mean anymore I can kind of just leave yeah. it to do its thing with yeah. the film even yeah it's it's more basic but you can just um you, have you have to kind of learn the, to learn what this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, you learn what the settings mean a lot faster because you kind of you play with those three variables and you yeah, yeah you yeah. figure it out pretty quickly
1: yeah, yeah. I had the same thing with the ISO. Like, I had a uh, a balance thing, so you could push it, uh, but it, but it obviously it only works when you put it on aperture priority. Yeah, you could overexpose or underexpose. Yeah, but when, but it, when you have it on manual, and you push the uh, the exposure compensation. Yeah. Up, it changes the information on the, the mirroring. So yeah. I thought, yeah. in low light, push that. Uh, up. Yeah. Somehow it
2: was like, but which is kind trending. of funny because it yeah. kind of it kind of does work like that. I realized looking back at those shots because I was like, yeah, I would then I, it was like, right, oh sweet, so I get a way better shutter speed on this setting, mm. so I'll do it. But it actually, in the end, you you get underexposed images, but you've at least got, like, steady images because you've had a decent shutter, sh- shutter speed, if you know what I mean. And there's actually something, like, film obviously has a lot of latitude, and, like, there is actually something nice about those photos that are underexposed a few stops. Like, you yeah. still get the image. It looks kind of, like, dusky and dusty, if you know what I mean, but it still works. And um, those images that I like that I got, they're massively underexposed because they're inside in low light on 200 um, ISO film, and I was shooting it like, nowhere near a, a long enough shutter speed to actually probably expose it, but they still actually look really nice. Yeah. Um so it, and obviously people do that deliberately and then push their film. So it's like it, it it's yeah. it's not that much of a surprise it did work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I just actually developed some of my own film yesterday and I've scanned oh, yeah. it today. And I'm like a mic. Black and white, yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not at the peak of colour yeah. yet. Uh, <laughs> this was only my second ever roll of black oh, and white nice. myself. <laughs> man. Um, but it came out better than the first the time, right? Yeah, nice. but there's like three or four photos on there that I've just I took in low light, handheld yeah. at like 30th of a second or whatever. Yeah. And they've come out like reasonably yeah. sharp, yeah, but they're underexposed. Yeah. But there's one of them. You can adjust like that quite easily as well. Yeah, exactly. You can tweak the photos, you can anyway yeah. do whatever you want. But I actually quite like how it's turned out. Same and yeah like there's two photos that in like a mini little collection together or side by side it doesn't really affect it and it's quite a nice surprise yeah Um, yeah, i I actually do that quite a lot you know I mean? it doesn't come out perfect you can kind of just roll with
2: it i do that really often when i've when you know when you've like brought your camera out for shooting on a sunny day then obviously the sun goes away and you're like oh right okay well it's over now like my 400 iso film is no longer appropriate Mm. but then sometimes when you're out and about and you see kind of nice scenes like under street lights and stuff. And it's like, right, this is the meter is telling me it's way too dark. But I normally find if you just stick on 30, like put as like yeah. as as high as you can know that your your hand can stay still and just shoot it. And it's like even if it's your camera's telling you it's like five stops underexposed, it's like it still often looks fine. Like you get a, an image and low light photography also shouldn't be as exposed as a daylight photo-, photo anyway so it's like you still get the nice impressions of the light and stuff and it's like I know we just go for it and like yeah sometimes yeah. the results are really nice yeah yeah
1: yeah well it depends as well what it's if it's just using an all-over kind of meter of like the available yeah. in general but um I think like I've got my one camera with a light meter it's just it's a spot meter yeah so you kind of like move it around mine's well. yeah oh it's saying it's okay now
2: that's so the yeah. nikon fe is also like it's it's like center weighted um and i don't know how much it's center weighted. i think it's like i've known nothing really about it but it's like a certain percentage is from the middle and then it takes some other stuff from the side so i'm always doing that like i'll go up to the light area with my camera like zoomed in on it. i'm like okay it says it's like 30 and then when i go out and look at the image it's like yeah a quarter of a second but it's like well when i was right in there it said a 30th so it will probably yeah, work yeah. A 30th, and it does so
1: yeah. we've lost jamie as well. yeah well. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, some it point was, <laughs> it was interesting what you said about uh having an iphone that didn't work properly yeah i had the same experience yeah. um of just it literally yeah like 30 seconds to turn on yeah it didn't make me do what you did but it but um i like that having a kind of not properly functioning piece of digital yeah yeah the answer to that was get a uh get a portable portable get a disposable camera and have that same because it sort of feels like that's going backwards
2: yeah Yeah. it is yeah it totally was going backwards but it was you know it, it was like it was just the fact that the main thing that annoyed me about that was like pressing the photo button It's like yeah. you know when you're I don't know it's like a busy busy moment and there's all obviously all this thing in photography about like you know capturing at the perfect moment yeah. and you're seeing this scene and you're like right nice I've got it in my lens you're know, on my phone it yeah. happens you press the button and like three seconds later the photo gets taken and it's like I need it no I need it no matter what what the settings on my camera believe were correct and it's like waiting to get the exposure right and adjusting it's like no just take the photo no matter what the the settings are like I just I just want that that impression like now I just want that photo now
1: yeah Yeah. yeah, exactly but that's a cool way of doing it and it's weird isn't it when you use like a camera like that like I've got a show camera I
2: don't
1: know if you've seen them they're like no I don't think so Essentially, like it's a disposable camera uh, but it's like a reusable...
2: Now, yeah, I really want one of them, to be honest. I mean, yeah. to be honest, I really just want, like, a point-and-shoot as well. I'm Googling it now, yeah. I've, the, seen as yeah, well, yeah. Like, I've seen them, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: like, what you've always got to remember. I've seen them. Yeah. I always think as well, Like when it comes to film photography, like, it seems daunting and scary, mm. but film is so forgiving. It is, yeah. Right? And I always forget yeah, yeah. that, like, yeah. like you said, like you know, you can lower the shutter speed down, and like, yeah. you might do. But it is way more forgiving than you'd realize. Like, yeah, like, to the point where you shouldn't panic about getting a result. You're kind of sticking to what you should be doing. Yeah, it's exactly. I
2: mean, like with that, um, with that first roll that I shot, right? Because I was going in you know adjusting the ISO every, like every single photo I took I moved the ISO dial on my camera and I think like right near the end of the roll like on the you know 30th photo or something I realized that was the wrong way to do it because I was like it's just something the the ISO dial on the FE is actually really hard to change you need like pull this plastic thing up and then twist it and I was like yeah. this doesn't seem right that's too awkward yeah I realized that way too late then googled it and I was like all oh, right I'm doing it completely wrong I'd, I I I No, sorry, that's actually not quite right. That's not right. So I sent the film away to a lab. And then I think I'd realized this is wrong. So then I called the lab up and was like, I'm really sorry, can I cancel this order? Like, I've just realized I've done this whole process completely wrong. That film's going to be unusable. There's not going to be any photos on it. Can you just cancel that order? And they were like, no, sorry. Like we've begun the process already. Sorry, you've been charged. We can't like refund you or whatever. And I was really annoyed at the time. I was like, Just yeah, I was really pissed off that they hadn't canceled the order because um, I was sure there was going to be no usable photos on it. But then they sent it back and there, there was like, yeah, most of the photos were were totally fine. So it was like, it kind of made me realise, yeah, like what Jamie's saying, it, it, it can seem a daunting medium. But really, if you have film in your camera and it's letting light in, you're probably yeah. going to get something usable. Like it might not be a perfectly exposed image, but it's going to come up with something.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. So that's what I'm saying. Like with this camera, yeah, it's, pretty, it's a fixed, I think it's like 125 and I think the aperture is like eight or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So and I'll happily like walk around with that, use it for like yeah. photography, things like that. But then when I'm using like uh you know I've got a range finder, mm. I'm so like, oh it has to yeah. be lined up. I would never dare just like put it on FA yeah like, like put it on the same settings as these and just go yeah like shooting it around yeah but i think like why not um it like why not do that and it's uh, like you'd get exactly the same result yeah but it feels like when you're using that it feels like a little toy but in a really nice way yeah and definitely you know my rangefinder's got a really decent lens on it so you get really nice images it's got plastic lens they're not comparable no, yeah. but the experience of doing it is like yeah only yeah it's like way more fun it feels yeah. like a lot less serious which is I'm definitely
2: fun. yeah I'm definitely like guilty of kind of yeah taking the my actual camera like too seriously now like I used to just take pictures of my friends that was literally why I wanted a camera in the first place was to take pictures of my friends and now I'll have my camera out and I'll never take pictures pictures of my friends like they'll kind of I'll have the camera out and they'll pose for a photo and I'm like nope not wasting film <laughs> and that's really bad because like that was what I got it for and it, it would be nice to just yeah use it like that and just take yeah. pictures of my friends and like but I'm, I'm definitely I'm trying to do it more now because I realize even though I don't like post those photos or anything it's still nice to have the, yeah. the yeah. photos of your friends and stuff and it's yeah that's definitely something that like Instagram has kind of taken away from like the way I I treat photography, is because it, it used to be no one else saw it. It was literally just me and my friends who I'd send the photo to. Yeah. Now I suddenly think about what other photographers were like and what's good from like a photography point of view, where that used to never be a consideration. It was literally like, which moments do I want on film? Like, which moments do I want photos of? So whenever we were going out meeting people, I'd bring my camera to take pictures of them, yeah. whereas now I'm like, will the light be nice is are there going to be nice colors there like is are the conditions right for these kind of like artistic photos and it, it, my focus has totally changed which is a shame that's why i yeah. want like a point and shoot or something so i can just kind of yeah i i i brought my um my my brother i got twin brother Ooh. and i bought him um a point and shoot recently so he's now i want like yeah. i wanted to encourage him to like take over the function of taking pictures yeah. of my yeah. friends which he has kind of done but
1: yeah and um, that's really cool yeah. i have i have a like I used to take a digital SLR and an SLR everywhere mm. with the SLR in my bag and I'd shoot everything digitally. Yeah. I'd see a scene. Mm, I'd it's like, good
2: idea.
1: Oh, okay. I want to capture this on film because it feels more like important. Yeah. Swap cameras for a bit. But then you do end up with the thing if you've got like two sets of photos of the same thing. Yeah. All, totally pointless. But it's, and then you go down this whole like, rabbit hole of uh, just over overthinking everything yeah. and now I've got like I've got a little like low whatever yeah to no. me is a, a, a just a waste a roll of film kind of thing yeah totally but, and because it's like a fun little thing to use and it's less oh. serious but then you're like well on the other side of it why you're wasting yeah. a roll of film I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I did, I did um, shoot a roll of film on it and it was expired film, and everything came out underexposed. Mm. I really annoyed, and there was nothing. When I sent it to get developed, I was like, "There's nothing on here. I'm interested in seeing." Yeah. Um. So I might as well have just shot the whole film with a little, like, you know, digital. Yeah.
2: Hey, yeah. Totally. It, yeah, it was. Just,
1: it was a bit of a waste, and it yeah. also it then it like leads you on to sort of. I, like I, it's actually it's brought me down a little bit in terms of like photography. Since yeah. I pull that roll of film, I've been really. A bit... <laughs> <laughs> what's the point? Like, yeah, what, taking photos ever? It's really boring.
2: I've tried really hard recently to like not take because you know I have get that like that urge all the time. You know, you've got your camera out with you, you've got some nice film in it you're out to take photos. So you just take photos. Mm. And I've tried to really stop doing that for that exact reason that you then get the rolls back and there's just loads of rubbish photos on it. And it's so disheartening because there might be like a few good photos there that you were hoping they would turn out well. Then if those photos don't turn out well, you just have a whole roll of disappointment. Yeah, yeah. If you know just what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, so yeah. now yeah. I try and take way more time and it might mean that I don't get a roll finished for weeks, but when I do get it back, hopefully it will be majority good photos and photos that I'm pleased with because I it's so discouraging getting a roll back that you and you you look at the photos sometimes and you remember taking them and you're like why did i bother pressing the yeah. shutter? i knew that was going to be a rubbish photo like it was never going to be good and it's like i've tried now because it's hard to catch yourself in the moment because you're all kind of like pumped up you've got your camera you're feeling good you want to take pictures you're looking at something they like the shutter is primed and you're aiming down it you focus and you're like i can't not take the photo now i'm so far but i'm yeah. trying to now just not take that photo if it doesn't feel right i'm just like no don't take it because you'll just you'll just regret it even though you want to get through the film because you want to get it sent off and developed it's just it's not worth it for me now I've just I've been disappointed too many times yeah yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, but, I'm like that with any landscape photo I take yeah I, I always go somewhere and I'm like oh this is awesome I definitely want yeah. to take a landscape photo and I get it back and I'm like yeah this is shit shouldn't have took yeah. That photo. yeah yeah you know I mean like I can't help
2: it, it but it's then it's sad because then you kind of like stop experimenting as well like and that's also yeah. part of the joy is you know trying new stuff. And so, yeah, it's kind of it's like balance, I guess. Because if you yeah. just stick to what you know is good and what you think you know, you know, like tried and tested kind of photos, it's gonna end up boring. It's gonna end up drying. Like a, part of the joy of photography is obviously like, yeah, trying new things. You see something you're inspired by, and you're like, nice, I'm gonna try that. And yeah, it might be a disappointment, but it's, yeah, you kind of need to balance between not wasting photos, but also still trying new stuff that might be a waste of a photo, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I like it's it. also find it's also finding that balance point in terms of why you're taking the photo as well because sometimes mm. like we all do it. I'm sure like anyone that says they doesn't, they definitely do. <laughs> but you'll see something, you're like, yep yeah, that's the photo I want to take, and then you're like, yeah. oh, but this photo will look good on my Instagram feed or on my yeah. website or on my web, yeah uh, Twitter, whatever it might be. And really, you should remember why you're taking that photo. Is it for yourself?
2: Do you know what it's mean? a massive. It's, that's like that balance, such a such a like constant dilemma in my head now because now. I've like started posting my double exposures on like on Instagram. True. It's like I mean, we were saying I was saying to Luke when you cut out for a bit. It's like it never. Yeah, never that. was I'm nice. Not, I've it's now been now.
0: downgraded to the bedroom and I can't have the camera tilted anymore because it looks nothing like your bedroom.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, and I'm I'm on the iPad, so yeah, the sound
2: it's fine, sound it's working, good. but it sounds all right. It, it sounds all like right.
0: Yeah, it works. Yeah, my bad.
2: <laughs> but what I was saying is that like yeah, like my motivation for taking photos has now changed and it used to be like, yeah, capture nice moments and capture moments with friends and stuff. And now it's, it, it kind of is in danger of constantly drifting towards like, yeah, take photos that I know will be received well. And yeah. I always yeah. try, like, I don't know what it is that's bad about, but that, that, but like that feels inherently bad. I feel like as, as an artist, you should just never straight, I don't know why that's bad, but you just definitely shouldn't do that. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I always try and, and it's been like a, a good system for me so far is like no just take pictures of what you enjoy taking pictures of experiment at your own pace like go on your own kind of little projects and journeys even if it doesn't yield postable stuff
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean the fact is it normally does yield the the most postable stuff if you kind of focus on your own stuff but as long as you don't have that in mind because if like sometimes like I don't know, have a a photo which is received really well on on Instagram and I'm like nice one I'll I, I know how to replicate that so I'll do it And I try to replicate something like that for, or like use the same ideas. And then it just comes out with really bland images because I've managed to capture like the basic, kind of part of the photo but it's missing all these little kind of intricacies which happened by accident because I wasn't thinking about a little additional elements in the elements of the photo which actually make the image as a whole thing really nice and I've yeah. just managed to extract that one kind of main feature of it that I thought w- made it popular and I've replicated it, but it ends up just really dry sterile image it's like oh right okay yeah. so it's still a hand with a flower in it but it's it's actually this one looks really boring. So yeah, yeah, kind of just yeah, focusing yeah. on what's tried and tested, and what's, what's done well is actually for me not a reliable way of getting what will then do well in the future. So like copying, copying my well-received work does not produce well-received work I've found. Yeah. So I'm just, it's constantly having to like, you know, think of new ideas and, and kind of, you know, you kind of get, it's in like I'll be lying in bed and I'll be like, oh, I wonder if you could do that. And it's kind of chasing and trying those ideas even when they fail a bunch of times but trying to nail them um, that that's the kind of journey which leads to good photos even if it's not what I expected it's like yeah. those kind of yeah like challenges or whatever I don't know that kind of lead to the the best results yeah
0: I think that's really interesting that really resonates with me in terms of what mm. you're saying because I was actually saying to Luke before we jumped on this podcast that you know like you, like you just said as well yeah like a certain type of photo could be well-received or mm. you, you fall into this kind of niche of, well, you know, you and does the double exposure, mm. right? But that yeah. doesn't mean that you're a yeah. bad photographer anywhere else. But yeah. at the same time, I think personally, the true great photographers are the ones that go out and shoot what they happen to see, right? Totally, so yeah. like, <clears> They don't really have a style. Yeah, fair enough, it might be street photography. Fair enough, it might yeah. be black and white portraits or whatever it might be, but that's yeah. because they purely love that. Yeah. But you might turn around tomorrow and be like, Right, I'm into landscape photography, now. and that doesn't matter yeah. because if you're passionate exactly. about what exactly. you're, whatever you're thinking, that will yield the results you're looking result. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that will, yeah. will be your best result. And yeah. if I'm brought, if I'm invested into you as it, right, like, exactly. one of your fans, yeah. I'm going to appreciate exactly, what you're yeah. trying to do. But yeah. it is a fine line. It is think. totally, like, yeah. You've got you then got to relearn,
2: right? It, yeah, it's totally. It's something I do think about all the time. Like my my kind of constant fallback is. Don't worry about the reception of it. Don't worry about how popular yeah. it's going to be. Just that seems like the basic. And if I kind of have that as the baseline, you don't need to think about much else, if you know what I yeah. mean. Like it can get, it's disappointing when photos you liked don't do well. But like yeah, if you leave yeah. it at that, then, you know, that's all it is. You, you, you post the picture and you move on and it wasn't received well. Like, so what? as, as long as that's also, not your
0: the mystery of like the instagram algorithm or yeah like exactly whatever it might be so it's stupid everything. to
2: be too far into it yeah it, i found it really interesting you were speaking to um oh, i can't remember her name um hannah was that her Anna name argyle, hannah? Yeah, argyle yeah. yeah and so she kind of her living is hmm. around photography and yeah, stuff like, and yeah, you were yeah. yeah and instagram exactly and that is something which i've thought about loads and i was listening to her and it, uh, it was like oh that does sound stressful kind of like being a slave to the algorithm if you know what i mean like you you can't you know for for when i post a photo which is poorly received it's like cool move on like yeah you know that's it like the the next one maybe will be received whereas for her it's like all right what went wrong here she kind of has to think about that Mm -hmm. she has to worry about it because it's her livelihood and i've i've thought you know recently in the past six months like oh like would photography be like a, a way to make money like is that something i should think about at all and my answer so far is just like no it's just too stressful i like that it's my own thing and like we've just talked about like I can focus on what photos I want to take and what what, what I want to produce. And I'm, I don't need to worry about how well it's going to be received. And And I think if you made that switch and you're trying to make money off it, it became your livelihood. You kind of have to think about how well it's going to be received. Yeah. And that would just change the, the nature of photography so much for me. And I don't think I would like it.
0: Yeah, um, It's also, it's also when you think about, I mean, to be fair, I was messaging you the other day mm-hmm. you, and we were talking about this briefly. We talked about skateboarding. Yeah. Um, and same as, same in the same way you can relate it to photography, right? So, like, I enjoy photography because it's somewhat of an outlet for me, right? Yeah, so like my own photography, like, I might get paid to do a wedding, fine. Do you know what I mean? I'm there, like, the yeah. the bloody bride and groom know I'm there getting paid to take photos of them, right? Yeah, but for my own passion projects, whether that's taking photos in the street or just on a photo walk one day, or with a family and friends, whatever it might be, I enjoy that. And as soon as you put the pressure on yourself because you know yeah. you've got a pay or you know you need a yeah. paycheck from, it, yeah, do you enjoy it? And we, we were actually saying about this the other day, Luke. There's like a um, there's a skateboard. Sorry, there's a skateboarder called Ben Raymer who actually passed away a couple of years ago. Now I want to say, yeah, it must a be yeah. of years ago. <laughs> yeah. um, and he basically like he got into skateboarding because it was an outlet he wanted to be mm-hmm. that rebel who did what he wants every day and as soon as he became professional the pressures of him having to go out and do do the job was the exact reason why he didn't yeah. want to get into it in the first place and yeah i, I think that can be related across a lot of totally subjects.
2: yeah but, luke you do you do like music don't you you're you playing a band yeah so yeah. like that must be like something that's crossed your mind as well like it's like you know do you how much do you invest into it because the the risk is you invest a lot and there's no return Mm -hmm. or do you kind of like i i i make a lot of music as well and i've I've played music since i was young and i've kind of constantly worried about that as well and i always shy away from it probably i don't know whether that's like because i'm i'm too it is because i'm too scared i don't know if that's a bad thing but i always err on the side of leave it alone kind of don't try and make money out of it because i don't want to like taint it i love the thing as it is I love photography as it is. I love music as it is. And if I inject this new element into it, like money, I'm worried it will ruin it for me. And it's kind of like it, it, it's it's like a kind of like cowardly way to approach it because you're like you're not investing more into it. Which and you might you the more you invest, the more you'll get out of it. But it's kind of just it's fear of failure, I guess, as, as simply. Which I'm not really like ashamed to admit. Like I'm I'm yeah, I, I have, sure. I'm I'm happy to have it as a as a hobby. And um, you know, yeah. the better it does, I obviously feel great about it. But it's like I'm kind of happy just to you know to have it there as a hobby I think
1: yeah definitely I I've done it like a couple of times where I've had been in a band and this is going back like a long time but where we we were me and some friends we were in a band for years and we just proper like we want to be signed we want to yeah um, so we just played you know like a million different gigs we did like. Yeah. like we we did quite well in terms of like we got quite far with it, but it yeah. sort was of quickly get really pressured. Mm. And then eventually we were just like, fuck it. We we yeah. we released a single, and we were like, that's it. Let's just leave it. That's there. something.
2: That's nice. It's nice to then have that. Like this was us doing what we loved we are happy with how this turned out and we can look back on that like that's kind of a nice place to leave it as well yeah
1: and i've done it with a like i had another band and we did like a couple of things we did an album and we used to play all the time and then again like it got um to it just it just very quickly gets really pressurized Um, and and less fun yeah now i just i still make loads of music but I just don't really do anything with it. Yeah,
2: I'm the same. I'm really the
1: same. I I can't remember who it was. Uh, The other day I was listening to somebody. It was somebody, it wasn't, you know, like Stuart Lee, the comedian. It was somebody like him, but it was somebody like him. Anyway, (laughs) he was saying like the most uh, sort of like interesting thing that you can do as a musician nowadays is to record music. And do nothing with it. Everybody <laughs> is just recording everything, and no matter the quality, it gets put on SoundCloud. It gets put everywhere yeah. on Instagram. They've got all this stuff, and they were like, "Do do the kind of Vivian Mayer thing where you just, uh you know, write. It's write more right to leave it. Yeah. <laughs> find it after the day you've got. And you're, you're <laughs> hope that one day somebody assembles across. Yeah. The you're like yeah so i'm like every now and again i'll put something up on like band camp but then yeah. even just doing that
2: i'm like yeah i know it's stressful it suddenly puts like an it's suddenly you're waiting for other people to validate it which is not fun if you know what i mean especially well, yeah, it's yeah. funny if it suddenly blows up you know and you're like sweet you worked but yeah when you don't put it up for appraisal then it can't go wrong if you know what i mean you've had the enjoyment mm-hmm. Making yeah. it, you're happy with the finished product, and that's the pleasure of it, if you know what I mean. You don't need to take it further and have it judged by other people.
1: So, yeah,
0: if you're yeah. if your, if your way of getting a thrill or excited about something is receiving response from someone yeah. else or solely being that, like obviously it's always, nice yeah, it's always nice, but, yeah, yeah. But if you're doing it to get compliments,
2: you feel that's the wrong reason. That's across anything, and I like, feel that like, has a limit to it. I don't feel that's like a sustainable kind no, of reason no, no, no. to do an art if but you're you know living I mean. in fear you're yeah in
0: paranoia and also like
2: day, i think like to kind of like get involved in any art takes some like consideration like your main focus should be the art if you know what i mean and it, that takes a lot of headspace as it is and if you're too wrapped up in the likes you, i don't know i don't know how, how you yeah. can be focusing on the product Mate, you know?
0: I, I, a good example of it is front yeah so we're starting yeah. front it's been like a challenge for us it's been something yeah. that that's like we've been striving towards and yeah it's coming real soon We'll fill you in a little bit more after this. Oh, is
2: gone, yeah, nice. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so yes, for,
0: for me personally, yeah, like I'm not the greatest photographer, yeah, but I enjoy it, and mm. it's something that I've got back into in the last five or six years. Like, yeah. like I studied at college, and then uh, I took a break. But again, I've always skateboarded, yes, yeah, so I've always been around mm. photography and filming in some aspects. Yeah, totally. But then the fear for me is like, like we've deliberately not promoted too much in our ho- hometown because yeah, our hometown okay. can be a little bit kind of like. I don't know, like judgmental, I guess. Totally, yeah, For yeah. Me, like, there's, there's a stage where I'm like, I don't want people turning around and saying to me, "Oh, you're starting a photography business, like that's you, you're not a photographer." I'm like, yeah. Well, what's, what's that got to do with you, mate? Like, yeah, you got totally. support something or you don't. Yeah. Like, from, but now I've got to a point where I'm like, well, no, I'm passionate about it.
2: Yeah.
0: Fuck you. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, gonna do bit, what I yeah. wanna do. Do you know what I mean? That yeah, shows it well. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't worry about haters. Do you know what I mean? People are always gonna hate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. But even if you're a good photographer or whatever, whatever your field of You'll always get
2: some <laughs> if you read too far into people's opinions, you'll find ways to upset yourself. Yeah. So like, well, like I like you.
0: your photography, yeah, you're in. But there might be a day, I doubt <laughs> there will be, but there might be a day where I don't like one of your photos. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, right? Yeah. That's, that's okay. That like, yeah. We're not always going to like everything that someone puts out. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know, it's finding that balance again.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's like, you could argue that there's like, whatever makes you go out and take a photo is a good thing. But and, and if you're taking photos and you kind of really get into it and the doing it for light sort of thing is making you go and take more photos... Mm. it's only a good thing will you say i was gonna say if you're only going out to do it for light you're gonna burn and crash well i
0: think think it was
1: was, yeah eventually it's like it's a good thing if it's like what it doesn't matter what the reason is you're going out and you're taking photos yeah you're going out and learning stuff but if it's just how long can it last like how
2: also how enjoyable is that going to be you know i mean how long is it going to last for sure
1: Yeah. yeah yeah exactly
0: Oh yeah, we've got to talk about double exposures, surely. Double exposures. Yeah. like the
1: king of double exposures. And when I first <laughs> saw them, like, fuck me, these are really good. <laughs> me, these are just two photos that you put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. when I saw that you were doing them on film, I'm like, oh well, it's just like completely <laughs> taken it to another level.
2: There was obviously like a phase at the beginning where it's like figuring out the technique, figuring yeah. out how to actually get the exposures to sit together, and then like pretty slowly to be honest then started thinking about like okay you know you, you you now know how the concept works you're like now how do you apply that if you know what i mean because if you just kind of point and shoot at double exposures, kind of like just merge photos you will end up with some good results somewhere and that's kind of how it started is some happy accidents mm, and yeah. then yeah obviously once you realize how to do the 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 technique then start thinking about yeah how you what, what yeah. images will look good together it's funny what you're saying about the film as well Luke because I always think that I get comments like fairly often on my photos saying like oh he's really cool like what app do you use to do that and stuff and I'm like <laughs> it secretly kills the me post. Post. <laughs> always reply very friendly like oh it's not actually an app but it's like it's a film and stuff but it's like it, it does occur to me that a lot of people seeing the photos will just think they're digitally edited photos because you know I follow the hashtag double exposure mm. and half if not Yeah, I'd say about half. Half of the things that come up from that hashtag were obviously digital double exposures. So also like on my Instagram, the the Instagram I use now was my personal Instagram. Like, so I I started it already having 400 followers and they're all my friends, if you know what I mean. Mm. I started posting double exposures, but, you know, my friends presumably if the algorithm's allowing them are still seeing my photos and i bet you a bunch of them have you know it, they they have no kind of understanding of whether it's film or digital or they don't they don't care enough so to them it's just you know two photoshopped images essentially but not that it makes any difference so that's something you kind of have to work with exactly yeah but it's <laughs> like you, you kind of like it's funny because it's like in a way i'm like oh this is way harder because it's it's film like that's that's more impressive at the end of the day no one cares whether it's film or not like the image is good or it's not so even though like people who know film are like wow this is much more impressive yeah the kind of the the end product still needs to be good either way if you know what i mean so the fact it's harder does not actually do me any favors (laughs) that's not actually true in practice because the film community is brilliant and the film community understand that like oh that's harder and like you know I don't know what the digital Instagram community is like the digital you know, photography Instagram community is like, I've no idea because I'm not a part of it, but the film community is massive. And it's the only kind of like platform I have to share my work and they appreciate it, <clears throat> appreciate it and give me like a, an opportunity to show other people my work, which is amazing. And, and, and only because they understand the process, do they, are they kind of impressed by it? If you know what I mean? It's not like they're just like art lovers, abstract art lovers. They're, Film photography lovers, so they kind of they appreciate the process as well as the the end result.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, nice. so, like, they're so crisp and they're so you know a lot of my stuff I shoot on film. I always like it's like way more grainy than I wanted mm. to be, um, and all this kind of thing. But like, do you do any post editing at all?
2: No, like, well, I'd say like ninety to ninety-five percent of the photos have not no nothing touched at all. And um, what no, I find no. is with my black and white ones i sometimes bring like for example the black point down and um, mm. i often end it up reduce it's because i i with black and white i pretty much exclusively shoot bill delta 3200 which okay. is obviously super sensitive and i'm out in broad daylight shooting it so often i find it's quite overexposed so yeah. i often pull the just literally pull the brightness down on my phone like i've never you know i actually downloaded um uh, Lightroom recently. Mm, I've yeah. been playing around on Lightroom, but I've never uploaded a photo which has been touched by Lightroom. So you know it's literally like a matter of on my phone pulling the brightness down, if you know what I mean, or something like that. Um to kind of like make an image which isn't quite viewable, viewable. It's like, oh, this yeah. is a bit too bright and it's just like I'm not really seeing the image the merged images here but i obviously you know i i've 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 tried messing around with editing some of them before and then i always run my photos by my girlfriend and some of my friends and she is always like no unedited it's better unedited she's like there's no need to edit it's like it's kind of like impressive enough a result as it is and the tiny tweaks you're thinking of making don't make the picture better enough to justify editing it if you know what i mean Mm. so my my absolute rule of thumb is just leave it leave it unedited like if ever it's possible to leave it leave it if the image isn't usable as it is i'll edit it to make it usable but um 90 percent of the photos are, are totally untouched yeah
1: but why why are you shooting double exposures on 3200 I love it. I love that film. I yeah, think it's brilliant. <laughs> great film, but like I'll, I'll tell you the reason. reason. It's
2: actually a really simple, simple reason. It's because yes. with the double exposures I do, with the kind of like clear cut silhouettes, yeah. you only get that clear cut silhouette by overexposing the film until it's completely bleached out. Like you completely destroy anything in my image, right? You get the silhouette. Yeah. Anything that's white, which doesn't have an image, has to be like overexposed to like you know till t- the image is completely obliterated right. and it's really easy to like obliterate the image on such a high sensitivity film because
1: obviously you're exposing it to the light twice as well yeah so yeah so it does help
2: form. yeah and it's just it's just a really easy one to because it, it's always easy to underexpose film really i say that although i do often accidentally overexpose the Ilford delta but you know you just you just stop down you just lower your aperture and you yeah. can underexpose it the, the 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 thing I struggle with sometimes using 200 ISO film is being able to overexpose it like five plus stops to obliterate the image. So with Ilford, um, um yeah, with Delta 3200, you never have that issue. Even on quite an overcast day, you can always overexpose it. So that's why sure. I use... You know, 200, I've, I just,
1: yeah. I've tried to do it a couple of times, but always on like a 50 or a 100 Yeah, ice. I've never
2: used such low ISO films. It's,
1: it's never really... I've got a couple mm-hmm. of all right results, yeah. but nothing I'm too, like, you know, thrilled with. Yeah. But I have actually got a roll of that film in the fridge, so my... I, I love it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've
2: probably it. shot more rolls of that. Actually, no, I've shot more rolls of Portra 400 than anything else, <laughs> I find my favourite film, but... Other than that, it's probably all for Delta. I love, like, I don't post that many black and white pictures mm. um, because, like, sadly, they're not that well-received in comparison. Some of them are, and, like, but I shoot loads of black and white film. It's just, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't post as much. I post more colour. Yeah, I can see what,
0: what you
2: what, what, what camera do you use? Like, I, what so I have a, a Nikon FE. So that was the first camera my dad ever gave me. Mm. That one is really battered now. It still works totally well, but it's really battered. So when it was kind of degrading i bought a nikon fa which is like kind of just like an f it really functions like an fe but just like a bit of an upgrade mm-hmm. um, and yeah. so it has matrix metering and it has program mode um but actually it's way i find it way harder to shoot double exposures on it mm-hmm. because the camera is like really geared towards giving you a perfect exposure and um, everything about it kind of just funnels you into a great exposure yeah yeah yeah. i i don't want perfect exposures when i'm doing double exposures because they need to be deliberately under or overexposed to get the image to sit together so it's actually way harder to like get the photo the two exposures like how i need them for the double exposure so after using the fa for a while i love the camera it's a brilliant camera mm. um after using it for a few months i just went out and bought a new fe instead oh, <laughs> so now i have two yeah. fe's one is like mint condition and i love it I, it was from this um instagram page god it's like what's what's the what's the make of nikon nippon something uh, yeah what, yeah it's this called it's called that whatever that company name is club so nippon oh, yeah. something club and they sell secondhand they like, yeah, check them out I, uh, unfortunately i can't remember the name but exactly yeah um but they sell like mint condition nikon stuff so i saw uh, an fe going for i don't know like a little bit more than i would have being like happy to pay but it was mint condition so i just bought it yeah because I, I knew that it's
0: funny you say that though loved big, it. So we spoke to tiffany Rubert a couple mm. of weeks ago right and she she's got like four canon a1s really because she she has so she might it's just, all set up differently right because but she yeah. takes her time taking taking photos so where we were talking about earlier where you know, it might take me a month to get her a roll of film. She's the exact same, but yeah four different scenarios means four different cameras. Yeah. yeah.
2: Camera well, she's got four of them. What, what I have now done, one of like the massive benefits of having two cameras is I always pretty much now have black and white film in my Nikon FE and colour in my FA. So I, like today I was out with my girlfriend's friend. We were walking his dog in um like near Hampton Court palace and so I had both my cameras with me just on the off chance the sun would come out and I could use colour film it didn't so I didn't use my fa at all I just used the black and white but I always now well normally will bring both my cameras out so I can shoot both of them which is a massive benefit of having two cameras because before I had to you know it's a nice day but I've got black and white film and it's like tough either shoot that whole roll or take it out or something or you know it was really awkward to get colour film when it's uh when you've got black and white and are you
0: thinking about so when you take your cameras out are you thinking Mm -hmm. like are you at that point where you're like thinking about like, I'm today double exposure, double exposure, or yeah. is it just a case that that's how you're feeling, and you'll be like, okay, what it, it is is normally it like cool
2: it's normally like I'll have some ideas in my head I've been thinking of. Like I normally think of the ideas not when I'm out with my camera, um, but when I'm like, uh, yeah, in bed normally, or like just like just just by myself thinking. Then I'll kind of think of the ideas, um, and then when I go out, I'll normally have like a few ideas of things I want to try. I'll normally try them. And then I just shoot, you know, it's like most of my photos are not double exposures that I take. Yeah, um, exactly. that's what I am saying. I, I love
0: yeah. photos that aren't double exposed. Yeah. Um, I yeah, mean, I hate you more now that I know you don't
1: edit
2: anything either. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, like, yeah I, a different I answer.
0: work. I didn't know if there was a point where you like sometimes put the camera down and don't think about photography, or like obviously you've got ideas and you're like, right today I'm going to try and do that. Yeah. Um, or is it just a case you shoot what you feel? So. That
2: was yeah, it's great. like it's when I'm out, like so I, I'll have like a few ideas, and then but when I'm out, like so we're walking around in a new kind of environment, and then you see a scene. And now what I've kind of started doing is right you see a nice scene and then as soon as you see that scene you're like how would this work with a double exposure before you've even lifted the camera I'll be like what would that look what could be cool with a double exposure what kind of alignment would be cool with a double exposure then if the, the scene is nice you know sometimes that happens and like this would be cool then I take the picture and I'm like actually like no it doesn't need to be layered with something like it's a good picture yeah, yeah. by itself or I'll see an I see and I'm like, mm, it's nice, but I'm going to be bored of that photo as a single photo. So I'll, I'll, I'll layer it with something. And, you know, most of the time it doesn't work. Like I'm still like constantly experimenting with them. And some of them are most of them are just boring now, to be honest, like the ones I don't post. Like the it, it, it's, it's, it's fairly uncommon that they like don't work at all, like as in terms of exposure, because I'm quite used to doing it now but you know the main reason i take a double exposure and don't post it is because it's kind of boring it's like yeah cool work but i've done that before and so the ones that's why i'm kind of like thinking about new ideas because they're the kind of ones i'm excited by when they turn out right they're the ones i uh, that have gone well and they're the ones i post and they're the kind of yeah the, the yeah ones I, yeah kind of put out if you know what i mean but most of them obviously like you know as with everyone it's like less than a, like a percent of my photos are posted if you know what i mean most of them are will yeah. never see the light of day there they sit on the stands yeah, and they yeah. will never be all like that that. again
0: yeah but then saying that do you ever like like you said earlier right you sometimes mm. look through old photos reminiscing three four years yeah ago. i do that with my photography quite often because i'm so lazy with saving my photos yeah. to drive i end up going like you know i have a blowout and do it every couple of months and i'll look through old photos and i'm like
2: I do oh, find some nice ones. ones. I really like yeah. that. I, why, I why, totally why. do that. Yeah, yeah. All the yeah. time. I, um, I've, I recently, not like that recently, but like a few months ago, I thought I'd figured out this way to get the exposures like perfect with the double exposures. Um, and I went around and shot like six rolls of film, like four rolls of portrait and like two rolls of Ilford and then I was like yeah I've nailed it like i got the technique down now got all the photos back and all of the double exposures were completely fucked like I completely misjudged what I was doing so I had no double exposure I had loads of photos like nice ones as well ones I liked from like a holiday um but no double exposure so I had no photos to post on my I posted a few like non-double exposures So so then I kind of like dug back into the archives and you're like oh actually there were loads of photos which did turn out really well I just wasn't that excited by them at the time. Mm. So I didn't save them. Because normally when scans come back, I'll run through the scans that are saved in my Google Drive. I will save to my phone the photos that I'm like excited by. And then I never look at the role again. So maybe have like four or five photos saved from the role. And they're the ones I'm constantly seeing. Um, But then yeah, I'll go back and I'm like, oh actually there were a bunch of really good ones. So if you look at my Instagram um at the moment, like bar the kind of current like Nat, I've I've got a few rolls back recently and I'm very happy with the results. So I'm, I'm back on posting photos now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but if you look like a few kind of, I don't know, five or six or seven photos back, the last few photos were kind of like previous rejects and they've uh, kind of re- weirdly done pretty well. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine did with I'm Do you
0: them. have a, somewhat of a schedule when it comes to posting? No, not at posting. all.
2: Not at no, all. That's, that's yeah. I, I Literally like just I like, know. I mean, it's when I get rolls back like I have. So now I have a bunch of photos I'm really happy with. So now I'll just post regularly until they're done. Then I just won't post so regularly. And then when I get more photos back, I'll post them. I don't, I thought previously like, oh, I should stagger these. So I have like a regular kind of, yeah. So I can keep on posting and I don't dip and, and peak kind of, but and now I'm just like just post, just post them, yeah, just post them. So yeah. like when I get them, no, and you, me, you, them. You, get,
0: you get it done.
2: Take it easy. Like? Take it easy, yeah. Take it yeah, easy. Yeah. Shout, Shout out, out to them. I owe them, them. I owe them so much. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, they're, they're great. Like yeah. we spoke to them a few times, and yeah, yeah. we we supported them since that. kind of. Early yeah, they're days, they're brilliant. You know what I mean, I mean yeah. they're still they're still babies, right? They're still. Yeah, I know. Only like a year old. I know it's yeah, crazy, but the what they've done in their time,
2: it's insane. I to be honest, like this whole thing with putting my photos on Instagram I owe to them because like <clears throat> I mean I've had Instagram since like 2014 or whatever I don't know and had like you know just a personal account yeah. posted it started posting you know five years ago like kind of 35 mil photos but you know just of my friends yeah. um for like a couple of years um and then I i didn't even post them I'd, I'd scanned some some photos with with take it easy and they had a used to have a thing on their um, email saying if you're happy with any of the photos we've developed for you send them to us and so i yeah. sent them like my kind of first batch of double exposures i hadn't even posted them saying hey i got these like i've just kind of started experimenting with double exposures like do you like them and then they posted yeah, them yeah. on their page back, yeah, yeah oh, and perfect. they were really positive like yeah said that they were nice photos. And they obviously had a massive following. And then suddenly from that, I got like a hundred followers or something. And I was like, ah, okay. So the double exposures go down well. And that's kind of what started me off. And then I I had a bunch, you know, because that's what I was experimenting with at the time. And that really set the whole thing off because before that, you know, there was years I was posting photos of 35 mil photos. but did not have like a single 35 mil follower on my Instagram. It was still all just friends. There was years before this kind of, this whole, I kind of started posting these photos that, yeah, like I was still taking 35 mil photos, but no, I didn't have any, I had no engagement with the film mm. photography community. And in previous days, I, mean, so we, I was kind we, of,
0: prob- we probably found you through them as well, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I mean, awesome. it's, it's been, honestly I honestly owe them been, so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I'm, like, you've supported us since early on. Yeah. Like, so take it easy lab, like they were one of yeah. the first labs we reached out to in terms yeah. of doing, I think we did a giveaway and they... yeah, they were, yeah. Like, yeah. Awesome development and scan or whatever it was but they've always like they've always like supported us they're brilliant yeah yeah even if it's just a message like because
2: they have yeah they have like a really big reach and they use it really nicely if you know what i mean they engage i feel like
0: like, i don't mean this against anyone that's older who's into like Mm -hmm. taking bird photos or whatever but they're like they're a young company, like in terms of like their physical age. You know yeah. I mean? But at the same time, they're still very pure in terms of what they're doing and how oh, yeah. they're doing it, which is great. Which is really, really brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, I, I wanted to um, ask that because I didn't know if it was solely them, them guys that you used. But um,
2: it, it, yeah, um I there's a place in Bethnal Green, um, in London called Eye Culture it's this little family run one and that's like the cheapest film processing I have ever found I think it's six pounds for um develop and scans back and oh. I've I stopped using them when the pandemic started because they closed their shop yeah, um, and yeah. now I just use take it easy but I did used to use them and they're really good they're they're really fast and really cheap so if anyone's in London or near Bethlehem Green. Also, really? shout out to iCulture. You shout should out. check them out, yeah. Wow.
0: Words of wisdom, advice for anyone out there? God, no.
2: No, not really. What I don't feel qualified. To,
0: a to anyone out there. Give a shout out to anyone else. My girlfriend
2: and my my friends back home, and my brother, <laughs> my brother Ross. <laughs> um, yeah, my girlfriend there, though. Um, yeah, and I think the main, like yeah, what we were saying before, like, yeah, just take pictures of what you like taking pictures of and yeah, sure. yeah keep doing that.